there's a Silicon Valley feel to Austin. It's kind of like a tech center, right? And so you get the benefits of Texas, you get the benefits of freedom, you get the benefits of the business environment that Texas offers, and you get the environment, the energy, um, you know, the, the financial experience. There's this hub in Austin where people are assembling every single day and week. I'm talking to people that are relocating here. And so what does that mean for real estate? Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. So obviously, and again, I, you know, I've said this so many times, I'm not an economist, but we, the more we can speculate and get in circles and get different people's viewpoints, I think the better off we're going to be in life. So we get in these uh, like echo chambers, right? Where if we're always hearing the same thing, then you become biased, right? I like to hear a lot of different opinions. I'll share with you my opinion, but don't take it as gospel. So if you would have asked me a year and a half ago, um, you know, where real estate was going. In fact, if you go back and listen to some of my podcasts or, you know, even on social media, the one thing that I know is that none of us are always going to be right. And the thing that I was saying then was I thought we were in some real challenging times for real estate because immediately I thought the financing markets were going to dry up. Um, nobody's going to work. Nobody's making money. You know, foreclosures are going to be at an all time high. That was through the frame of reference that I had at that point in time. And a lot of times when we look backwards, you know, we tend to compare things and times to you know, certain periods of time in the past or the way that things went down. But we're living in this totally different realm now because the Federal Reserve has printed so much money and injected so much money into the financial system. When supply goes down and demand goes up, it, it's a natural thing. So here's the thing that's interesting. We were talking about the Austin market. And so many companies and people, entrepreneurs, large businesses, tech companies, finance companies are relocating to the Austin market. And some of the reasons why I think this is, is because Texas is kind of more of a free state, um, you know, free when it comes, there's, there's great tax benefits. It's a, it's a great business environment. There's all these incentives for people to relocate their businesses here. Um, there's not as much government overreach as there might be in certain states like California. But here's what's interesting about um, Austin in general. There's a Silicon Valley feel to Austin. It's kind of like a tech center, right? And so you get the benefits of Texas, you get the benefits of freedom, you get the benefits of the business environment that Texas offers, and you get the environment, the energy, um, you know, the, the financial experience. There's this hub in Austin where people are assembling every single day and week, I'm talking to people that are relocating here. And so what does that mean for real estate? Well, supply is going down and demand is going up. They can't build houses fast enough. And some of the things I've been talking to some builders here recently. And so what some of the builders are doing, because they don't know with supply chain issues, if they're going to have all the product that they need. And so they're having a hard time. A couple of things are happening. Number one, can we get the supplies we need? Number two, when we look a year down the road, is that house going to be worth you know, 20% more than what we sold it for a year ago, even though materials keep climbing? So as a business owner, you know, I understand this. Like We're in this weird scenario where 
um, the builders don't really want to lock people into home pricing because a year down the road, they could probably sell it for more and their costs might keep going up. And so what the builders are doing to mitigate some of this is they're locking you in, they're making you pay a bigger price up front and they're buying a hundred percent of the home package and storing it. So they know that they're going to be able to get today's pricing and they're not going to have supply chain issues. And so um, that was a, a bunch of different conversations. So when I think specifically about, you know, is there a crash coming? I don't think so, at least not in the near future, unless, so we, Karen and I had this conversation um, uh, with Morgan Housel, the guy that wrote Psychology of Money. And he said, he made this comment, and this is the one caveat that I'll say to it. Things that have never happened before happen all the time. He also said, he also made a statement that whatever happens to trigger some potential correction, crash, downturn, it's probably going to be something that none of us are currently thinking about. On the extreme end, it could be, you know, the extreme crazy end. It could be like an EMP type thing, or it could be, you know, a shutdown of infrastructure. It could be, you know, hacking the entire um, grid in the US. That's like the extreme, but it's things that we would have never thought were coming. And so from where I sit today, barring some kind of cataclysmic event like that, I think we've got some good years ahead of us when it comes to real estate because, and there might be some outliers, like there might be certain cities and states that do better than others. But the short version of all of this is that um, I think, especially in markets like Texas, um, Utah, Tennessee is a great market. There's a lot of really great investment markets that I think are going to continue to perform well because people are flocking to these areas and the builders can't build homes fast enough. They can't get the supply fast enough. Um, you know, we've been undersupplied with homes for a while. And one of my uh, friends and mentors, Keith Weinhold, actually made a comment the other day. He said that the crash has already happened, but it's not a crash like we think about. It's a crash in supply of housing. And he showed a Freddie Mac chart where last year supply housing versus demand is the lowest it's been in like 20 years. And so his point was there's been a crash already. It already happened, but it's not a financial crash. It's a crash in supply, which is going to continue to force the price of housing upward for the next few years. If I could inter interject kind of a contrarian thought that I've been thinking about, Karen and I were discussing this yesterday. I've been having so many conversations with younger adults, meaning people in their 20s and 30s, that are not planning to have children or they're planning to have less children. And so there's this interesting thing. I keep seeing the stats on you know, how many uh, multifamily housing units were short, how many single family housing units were short. Um, and I think that's you know, some residual. We haven't caught up with housing supply in the last 20 years. If you listen to Ken McElroy, um, who's a good friend and mentor of mine, he's been talking about this for a long time. We've been short for a while. We haven't caught up for like 20 years. But what's interesting, and this isn't going to happen in the next two, three, four years, but I think what we've got to start thinking about as real estate investors and business owners is what is the ramifications of all of these people not having children out past 10 and 20 years from now? I think at some point in time, as people start having less and less kids, you had the baby boomer generation and then you know all of my generation that you know I've got three kids and, and most of us have two to four kids. Um, as people start having one kid or no kids, um, I think we're going to see a supply change in the next 10 to 20 years. Do we have to worry about that now? No, not necessarily, but it's just something to keep on our radar. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, 
I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.